Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, Queen. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Well, Queens, I trust that you all have a fantastic weekend and you're ready to be productive for the new week. Of course, all this past weekend, I had such a beautiful time with family. This past weekend, I celebrated my only aunt on my mother's side, her 80th birthday. That was so wonderful. And, uh, you know, just so grateful, still celebrating my auntie Drusella. Shout out to her. So very, very grateful for all of the blessings and all of the things that she blessed me with in my life throughout my knowing her and being around her. Uh, this was my diva aunt. I'm sure many of you can uh, attest that you have a relative of someone. Every time you saw them, they were just dressed to the nines. They looked fabulous. And, uh, and they were also such a person. They had a beautiful spirit. Well, that was my art is here with us. That is my auntie Drusella. I'm just so happy uh, to have celebrated her 80th birthday. Also had uh, a beautiful weekend as well, just feeling grateful, celebrating MLK, Martin Luther King Jr., and just feeling grateful and blessed that we had in our time, we had such a man who sacrificed himself, who had love for all people, it just wasn't black people that he was marching for, fighting for the rights and the equalities. It was all people. It was all people. And, of course, we remember him um, to this very day and celebrate him. Uh, and so, again, a salute to Martin Luther King, Jr., as we continue really all this month celebrating the man the person who has such wisdom, how wonderful is that? So we have to take, we have to look at people like that, and we have to look at examples that are being set before us. And there are many others who, um, in our day and age right now, who are setting examples. You might be someone that's setting an example for future generations in your family. You might be someone that's reaching out to other businesswomen and giving them a hand, a helping hand, sharing resources. Uh, all of those things are just so very, very important when you are talking about gratitude and, and, and absolutely being grateful. Uh, we can't overlook that. So today... We have a wonderful, wonderful uh, agenda for you. Our theme is creating your cash flow blueprint. Again, creating your cash flow blueprint. And uh, that is an, uh, just a very, very important theme, of course. Uh, and it's really our subtopic. Of course, our theme all this month is becoming the CEO of your business. And then, of course, we present sub-things each Monday for in that month so that it will help you to better hone in on your CEO skills. And, of course, today uh, is one of those really, really good topics. 
you know, uh, about the cash flow, creating that cash flow blueprint. You know, proper money management is always an important aspect when you're running your business. And so, again, I'm going to be giving you some wonderful, not only some food for thought, but things that you need to actually be doing for yourself and your business when it comes to how you manage your money, how you how you look at the cash coming in and out of your and going out of your business. So very important. Of course, as a CEO, as you know, this is one of your uh, most important responsibilities is to pay attention to the cash and how it is flowing. Um, I also want to make sure everyone knows that if you haven't already, make sure that you join the Women About Biz Crown Community. Again, the Women About Biz Crown Community, such a wonderful community that we are creating um, our our brave goal, and I know it's going to happen with prayer, with collaboration, with unity. It is going to happen, 100,000 women this year in 2023, 100,000 women in the Crown community. That is our goal. And so we invite you to be part of this movement. Can you imagine 100,000 women in a community uh, and you are participating and not only just sharing promotional flowers from your your business, but sharing, giving your own opinion, you know, sharing different things that you're using to help yourself be successful, tips that you're finding out in other areas as, as you journey online looking at uh, various resources. So, again, the Crown community is something else because, uh, of course, it is made up of our, our queen members at Women About Biz, and, of course, we are going to be continuously pushing all of our members into the Crown community. Uh, We launched officially uh, the first week of January, and we are pushing people through there. So to to get a a sneak peek, or if you've not been to the Crown community, please feel free to go to community.womenaboutbiz.net, and that's biz as B-I-Z as in zebra, community.womenaboutbiz.net. And, of course, uh, if you haven't joined yet, you can request to join. Keep in mind that all members of the Crown community are required to be, at the minimum, our free bronze member. And so if you go there and you join uh, and you request, then what we're going to do, if you're not a bronze member, we'll send you an invitation and then get you all set up in both the main women about this website and the Crown community. Well, today, again, I've got those five questions of leadership for you. I want to share them with you. These are all new questions, so these aren't last year's questions. These are questions for this year. And so let's go ahead and take a look at that. Get your pen and notepad out. Let's get ready to practice, put into practice some things that are going to help us to hone in on that leadership skills to become better CEOs for our businesses. Okay, number one, have I set my business foundation? Have I set my business foundation? There are some things that go into setting the foundation of business, and as your business grows, the foundation has to grow along with it as well. But for a lot of people, whether you're starting out or uh, you've been in business for a few years, you still may not have set the foundation as it should be. 
So I want to quickly go over a few things of what that means. Now, internally, it means do you have a legal structure set up? Have you incorporated your business? Do you have a tax EIN? And then you have to also look at your strategy because as the CEO, you're responsible for setting a new strategy every single year or improving the one that you already had. And then within that strategy, you know, you have to to look at what do you want to experience in your business for a particular quarter or year? What will you do to support your vision and goals for your business, right? How will you support what it is that you want to experience? And then how will you implement the task? Um, to support your goals. For those of you that may have taken the Vision and Goal Setting Boot Camp recently, you'll know that we talked about the hierarchy of vision, right? And the hierarchy of vision starts with having a vision, which simply means what do you want, what do you see for yourself and your business? What experiences do you want to have? And then the next two steps are very vital. It's like for every vision that you set, for every experience you want to have, you have to have goals to set with it, right? Goals support the vision. And and it's at that point that the point of manifestation actually starts working on your behalf, right? To accomplish those goals means to manifest what it is that you are wanting. And then after goals, then the implementation piece is all left up to the task, getting those tasks done, taking action, right? And so I like to look at it like this. You know, your vision is like a flame that burns within you. And when you transfer from the physical, um, the spiritual realm to the physical realm and put it on paper, you, you are now ready to ignite that flame, get that flame going bigger with your goals, right? It ignites the flame. And then the task are the sparks to the flame, right? They help to really keep the flame burning bright right? They are the ambers of the flame. And so without the task, nothing really ever gets done. And so again, um, you've got to have a strategy and you've got to put into practice the hierarchy of goal setting and envisioning and knowing uh, that you should not take them out of order. Sometimes I talk to clients and they tell me what their goals are, and they don't understand why they didn't accomplish their goals. And so I often will ask them a simple question such as, well, let me ask you this. What are your goals supporting? You say you didn't get the goals accomplished, and there are a lot of things you wanted to do, but the things you've mentioned to me that you wanted to do and the goals that you've shared with me that you didn't accomplish don't seem to be uh, relative to one another. I don't see a, uh, I don't see a relation between them. So let me ask you this: What vision was your goals first supporting? The goals that didn't get accomplished. What what vision? What experience was it that you wanted to have that they were actually supporting? And a lot of people get their aha moment. A lot of my clients get their aha moment right at that point because they begin to understand why certain things haven't been accomplished in their lives. Because you can't you can't take the hierarchy of visioning out of place. It starts with. It starts first with asking yourself that it, what, what is it that you want to experience, that vision, right? Then you have to set goals for every experience that you want to have. And keep in mind, you can have more than one vision at any time. And then how will you implement that, right? That's the task. So it's vision, 
goals, and then tasks. That's the hierarchy. And if you keep it in that order, keep it in that order, it is going to help you to have so much clarity. It really is. It's going to have, help you to have so much clarity. So, so keep that in mind. Um, and then, of course, as you continue to work on with your, uh, your strategy, you, don't forget that you have to hold yourself accountable uh, with setting milestones, deadlines, uh, and follow-ups of things that you need to uh, be looking on and making sure that things aren't falling through the cracks. So, so, so far, just this one question, have I set my business foundation? We've talked about on the internal side, have you set up your legal structure? Have you prepared your strategy? Now let's look at another part of, the, uh, of this, this whole thing is forming your power team because Sometimes you're not going to be the one that takes action on all of those tasks. You're going to have to delegate those tasks to someone, but you can't at the last minute try to find professionals who are going to help you. So you have to look at forming your power team of people that you have actually vetted. And then uh, another part of setting the foundation is do you have automated marketing, right? And last but not least, as we look at number one, have I set my business foundation? Have you prepared to receive the money that is going to flow into your business? Do you have a business checking account? Do you have a bookkeeping system? Do you have a merchant account to make it easier to accept monies coming into the business? Do you have a cash flow analysis uh, prepared? Do you have that cash flow? And that's that we're going to be talking a little bit later on about um, the cash flow. So that all belongs. What I've just talked about now all belongs to just the first question of the five questions of leadership. And the first question, again, for those of you who are taking notes, is have I set my business foundation, meaning have I taken care of those things internal to setting that foundation, legal, legal setup, strategy, uh, I've formed my power team. My marketing is automated. I've prepared to receive money. Now let's move on to number two as we look at the five questions of leadership. Number two is what are my top three business goals this month? Ah, oh, yeah, I'm asking you to declare. What are the top three business goals? Now, that means that you would have had to set your visions for your business for uh, the quarter perhaps you know, of, of asking yourself, well, what do you want to experience? Now, tell, tell yourself, what are the top three business goals then, if you've set that, right? And then number three, you know, again, do you have your power team put in place? Number four, am I being consistent with marketing and communication? Consistent means not only every day you're waking up at the spare of the moment trying to figure out what you're going to put out, that's not consistency, right? Consistency is that it's pre-planned. You're being proactive. It's pre-planned. You have a calendar of things that are supposed to be happening for your marketing. And then number five, on a scale of one to ten, what is your belief level? Again, what is your belief level? You see, your belief level is tied directly to your actions. And if you're taking those actions, right, you should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete on your checklist. So there you have it, five questions of leadership. These questions, when you ask yourself these questions, you're always going to have to 
um, answer them, and your answers will always carry you through a path, a journey of discovery of how to hone in and strengthen your leadership skills. They are going to make you stronger, and you're going to be thankful that you ask yourself these questions. And again, queens, ask yourself these questions as often as you need to, Um, as often. You know, get used to them. Ask them in the mornings, every morning, because that helps you stay focused and do the things that you need to be doing for your business. Again, for station identification, I want to thank everyone for listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. Thank you so much for for being here with me today. And if you are new to the Woman Radio Show, know that we are all about giving you quality information that you will be able to put to use right away. Our whole goal is to inspire you to create the income that you desire. That's our whole goal. And we do that uh, through the radio show. We do it through our Crown community. Uh, We do it through the main womenaboutbiz.net website. And so again, we just want you to know how much we appreciate you. And thank you so much for being here on the show. Do me a favor. Mark your calendar every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. That is our show's time that we come on every single Monday. Our goal is to help you also to set your week, right? Maybe there are things that you didn't even think about that you needed to do, but because you listened to the show, you were inspired to go back and change your planning for the week and do some things that you needed to do. So, again, I want to encourage you to actually do that. We continue to have a lot of emails coming in um, from other people that others have referred to the vision and goal setting uh, boot camp, asking, are we going to do a reset on the boot camp? Are we having the boot camp over? So let me just quickly share with everyone what we are actually doing uh, with the boot camp. We have so, we, you know, so many people were reaching out after the boot camp was over. We had so many people that registered that were working full time, they didn't get a chance to take the boot camp. So what we are doing is that we have actually created a program uh, so that not only will you be able to listen to a webinar on goal setting, but you'll be also be able to do your digital uh, vision board as well. And we have almost finished preparing that. It should be finished today, and it should be up no later than about 3.30, 4 o'clock. All of that information will be up, and you will be able to register all virtual, registered for our uh, boot camp, not boot camp, but our vision board program, and you'll be able to have access to our webinar. You'll be able to have access to our digital vision board site where you'll be able to go and look at the different templates we recommend, and then you'll be able to create your digital vision board. And so, again, you'll be able to have that, and you'll also get invited into the vision and goal setting boot camp over at our Crown community as well. So we'll have that available for you also. Um, I want to go ahead at this time, and I want to go right into our topic of the day. And, again, so excited about this topic because, first of all, 
cash flow has been something that has really helped me to generate a great income for myself. Of really, it's become my best friend. And so, first of all, let's talk about what the cash flow actually is. Okay. So, in simple terms, the cash flow refers to the money that flows in and out of your business, and the money received. Okay, is called inflow. Right now, while what is spent is outflow and inflow is received when customers or clients pay for the goods and services, and outflow occurs when you have to spend the money that you have made, okay? Uh, and we, you know, on accounts payables, right? There's a cost of doing business. You should know what that cost of business is, but it's imperative that you develop a strategy to always measure the flow of cash in your business. Now, if you cannot do this on your own, then it's important for you to hire a bookkeeper or someone that can uh, help you develop a good cash flow. Now, what I like to do over at Women About Biz, we have something um, where we've created a a cash flow cheat sheet in an Excel or Google uh, Sheets format, and we've got instructions to that as well. And I'll let you guys know how you can get that. But the cash flow can easily be laid out on a Google spreadsheet or an Excel spreadsheet, right, with a uh, sales section at the top. And under sales, you list all of the things that you have for sale and what the cost of them are. And then at the bottom, of course, is going to be all of your expenses and um it is the expenses that you really want to pay attention to because sometimes you could be making and bringing in funds, but perhaps you got to go back and take a look on those expenses. I know a lot of times I have clients say to me, you know, I'm bringing in money, but I'm not making any money for myself. And what I normally do is always go to the column. And if they've not did a cash flow, I'll do one with them so they can really get to understand um, how certain things have to be cut out in order for them to have um, a salary for themselves, right? So there are three main types of cash flows that I want you to actually know about. Um, But before we talk about these three types of cash flow, I want to really talk about why why should you have cash flow uh, as a best friend? Why should cash flow be something that you really it's something that you should be really looking at all the time. If not every day, every week, you should be looking at your cash flow. Well, again, we talked about the fact that a cash flow refers to the money that flows in and out of your business. And you have two types of monies. You've got your inflow money, which comes from your sales, and then you have the outflow uh, which is money that leaving out of the business due to uh, expenses that you have to pay. There's the cost of production, the cost, uh, or we overall call it the cost of business. You have to pay employees, you have to pay for equipment, you have to pay for um, virtual assistance or manufacturing or products or so. You know, uh, you have to pay in order to make sure that these things will be available to the client, that your in-service or your in-product will be available to the client. But a cash flow goes so much further than that because it can help you. The benefits is that it can help you to know when you need to raise your prices because um, it, it shows you how many clients are needed in order for you to meet and break even and rise above on a cash flow basis, right? And so if it's taking too many people 
for you to mark to for you to market to and get like so many people in order for you to make a little bit of money, that's when you know you've got to go back in there and adjust the price, the end cost of your product or your service, right? Um, it also lets you know when you can add new products or services or whether or not you can afford to add on a contractor or a staff or someone to help you do certain things within your business, right? It also lets you know what kind of salary that you can take in based on the amount of, of intake and the amount of you know, outflow. So again, it it can help you in so many ways. Let's say you wanted to add on a new service in your business, right? Or a new product, there's going to be a cost of business for that. So not only do you have to look at the amount of money it would make you, but you've got to also go and look at how much is it going to cost. Some some of my clients find out that it may not even be prudent to move forward with offering a particular type of service or product because the cost of business to offer it far outweigh offering the service or the product. So again, it's important. And this is why I believe that as business women, we can't put the cart before the horse, as they say. We've got to stop doing things out of order, right? We've got to stop doing things out of order. We've got to take the time to count the cost before we move forward with any project. And that is what the cash flow will help you to do. You got people asking you to be a partner on something or to collaborate with something. The first thing you need to look at is the cash flow. Hey, what would be my contribution? What's my responsibility? How many customers are we going to have? And if we divide that in half after expenses have been paid, how much do each of us get? You've got to start paying close attention to the cash flow. So let's look at three types of cash flows. There is, number one, the cash flow from operating your business on a day-to-day basis. This refers to day-to-day activities of your business, the direct cost of operation and the sales received from goods and services. This is your daily cash flow operation. You've got to be sure that your business has more operating cash coming in than it actually has coming out. That is the name of the game. Now, this will generally mean that you are earning more than you spend and will have a say in the longevity of your business. Now, I want to slow it down right here because this the, the cash flow, the, the cash flow operation, which which refers to your day-to-day inflow and outflow of monies, this is very, very important. Why? Because this is the piece right here that's going to help you to tighten up. It's going to help you to restructure your budget. It's going to help you to cut out some of those expenses uh, that are not helping you, right? This is a very important piece, and this is the part that I think is a weak spot for many, many business women. And as a result, there are too many of us out there making decisions that are not based on an ed- education and research and the cash flow. We're making decisions based off of what our excitement and what we want, but not based off of facts. And you want to become the queen of your empire basing your decisions off of facts and not off of just what you want, right? 
that's very, very key. So again, keep that in mind. So that was the first main type of a cash flow is your cash flow operations from your day-to-day activities, measuring the inflow and outflow of your cash. A good bookkeeping system here will help you to do that, and you can even automate it. Uh, QuickBooks has um, a really good online bookkeeping system for as little as $12 a month. Um, And so, again, it's not – that's a good price to really have a good cash flow system uh, in place. Now, you may have to spend a little bit more if you're not techie or if you're not a numbers queen, then you need to make sure that you have someone to help you set up those QuickBooks properly. Uh, But once you set it up and once it's automated and attached to your business checking – and um, you're able you're able to see money flowing in and out of your business properly. And the nice thing with uh, QuickBooks or any other small business bookkeeping system is that it does provide you with the number of reports that you may want to see. You can look at how the cash flow inflows weekly, monthly, quarterly, biannually. You can look at your cash flows in different ways, which helps you to make better decisions, okay? Nothing will wake you up like numbers, ladies. And I want to just let you know, numbers will never, ever lie to you. They won't. They will never, ever lie to you. And this is very, very important. You know, what I find it interesting is that a lot of businesswomen run away from numbers. They don't want to hear it. It's like, oh, you know, Coach Trina's talking about cash flow today. Yeah, I'll listen to that later. But this is how you become a millionaire. Did you know that you can actually create a spreadsheet to plan out how you're going to bring in a million dollars to your business? That's powerful, and and that's why I love the cash flow, and that's why numbers are so important. Here's the second type of cash flow. It's called cash flow from investments. This is cash that has been generated or spent on investments, and now you're reaping the harvest, okay? It can be that you invested in assets. It could be that you uh, invested in uh, certain stocks, certain cryptos certain foreign exchange uh, assets, uh, and now you are reaping some benefits because it is paying off with you. Here's number three, cash flow from financing. Now, these have to do with the cost of raising capital, such as selling shares and money your company spends, such as clearing debts and loans, cash flow from financing. Okay, and again, I want to go back over cash flow from financing because some people have a hard time of understanding it again. This has to do with the cost of raising capital, such as selling shares, money, uh, money that your company spends to clear debts from loans, to refinance. So financing cash flow is to help you to understand all of those measurements of how you're spending the money based on the financing that you've taken out on your business okay, or the shares that you sold from your business if you have stocks, it's allowing you to measure all of that in relation to the money coming in. And I'm going to mention these two, this term to you because it's very, very important when it comes to cash flow from finance, and it's called debt-to-cash ratio, okay, debt-to-cash ratio. What this term really means in business with the debt-to-cash ratio is that it means that based on 
the amount of monies you have, how much cash do you have coming in percentage-wise in relations to the, the amount of debt that you have? So usually the debt-to-cash ratio is a percentage, okay? And when you are financing your business, when you're trying to get a business loan of any kind, even if it's personal, they are going to want to know what your debt-to-cash ratio really is. Very, very key here. And the cash flow for financing helps you to determine just that very thing, okay? It allows you to understand the cost of raising capital, the cost of how the money is going to flow and what the debt-to-cash ratio will be. You have to remember, the more loans you have out, that goes over on the debt side. And so this is why... From a personal standpoint, lenders are going to want to look at how much credit limits you have on your credit cards and how much of those limits you're, you're spending. So, for example, if you had a $1,000 credit limit on a, on a credit card, but you've spent $700, that means you've spent 70, you're now 70% in debt on that credit card. So oftentimes, lenders on the personal side want to see your debt to cash ratio down about 30% credit card usage. So that means that they don't want to see more than 30 to 50% usually of your credit limits being spent. Anything over that, and psychologically, it tells them that you may be in trouble and you're needing to spend the money because you don't have cash. So keep that in mind because they ask themselves, that, so if that's the case, they, they're not going to have the cash to pay us back. So that is how on a personal side they look at it. Now, on a business side, what they look at is how much money does the business have coming in and how much of that money has to go to actually pay bills, to actually pay accounts payables. That's what they're looking at. So say, for example, if I'm bringing in $100,000 a year, right, but the amount of debt that I have is taking up, out of that $100,000, is taking up $80,000, that means my debt to cash ratio is 80-20, which is not good at all. That 80-20 tells me that, tells the banker that 80% of the cash you have coming in is used to pay debt, and 20% of the cash is in the bank. So that's what they are, that's what it's telling them, 80-20. Now, some bankers will loan a company money if they have 20% cash in in the bank, uh, and even though 80% is spent on, on debt, they will loan the money, but they won't loan you that much, though. You'll get a small amount. And so, again, when you're thinking about preparing your business, pre-qualifying your business for loans, the cash flow from financing is definitely going to help you because it helps you to determine if you got a loan, um, and, you know how much how much debt to cash ratio would there be if you if you took on that loan? How much would there be? And so this is something that's very very important for you to understand. So the question now is, how do you create your cash flow blueprint? 
You know, the blueprint is a guideline for what you need to do to ensure that there is proper documentation of how your cash is flowing in and out of your company. So let's take a look at some of the ways that you can manage that, okay? First of all, again, it's important for you to keep a record of what's coming in and going out of your business. This can be done on a a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. If it makes your job easier, again, you can utilize online tools such as QuickBooks, or you can, um, if, if you can fit it into your budget to have a bookkeeper, uh, uh, who will do it for you, then that's even good too. But at the end of the day, if you feel like you can't afford both, still a good old-fashioned Excel or Google Sheet spreadsheet will work just fine, okay? Um, the next thing that you have to do when you're looking at how do you manage cash, once you have a cash flow, it's definitely going to show you how you're overspending. It's definitely going to show you that you, there are certain things that you're paying for and reoccurring subscriptions and payments. It's going to show you that a lot of those things you just don't need, okay? They may be convenient, but you just don't need them. And so that's when you have to look at how you are going to eliminate those reoccurring bills, okay? And then there's certain things that you may have that you haven't even used, you know, and you may have to liquidate some of those things, right? Selling equipment that you no longer use or need, that's very, very important. Uh, some of you might be renting office space, but you don't even need office space. All you may need is a virtual office, uh, which is way cheaper than renting an office these days, right? And so, again, you have to take a look at how uh, you are spending your money. And this, again, I want to mention this because it's the truth. It's the truth. As women, sometimes we have this in common. We, we, we tend not to want to look at the money. We tend to want to be excited about what money can buy, but oftentimes we don't get as excited about the, what we've got to uh, pay back. We, we tend to ignore that part. It's like we want what we want, but we aren't willing to take a look at the cost of what we want. And so this is something as women that we've got to strengthen ourselves on. We've got to really pay close attention to how we spend. Now, I know some of you who are listening may be um, very good at managing your money and, and that type of thing, and you're probably saying to yourself, well, Coach Trina, I don't have any money coming in to even manage. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have some monies coming in and monies that in the future can come in for you to manage. You see, numbers never lie to you. And it will tell you if you have this many clients ordering this, this type of service or product, this is the amount of money you're going to get coming in. You just have to claim it. You just don't know that it's there, but it's there. It's there, queen, and it's there for you to take, okay? Now, another thing that's important for you to do. We talked about keeping good records. We talked about sometimes you're going to have to eliminate recurring expenses, and also you may have to liquidate some assets. But also you've got to review your expenses and know what you're looking for so you have a clear insight into what you can, again, cut back on and what is necessary. This is very important. So reviewing your expenses every week I think is key until you um, get a grip on how money is leaving out of your business. That's that outflow, right? 
The other thing that's important is to create forecasts. And I think that I talked about this earlier about how it's such a benefit to do cash flows because doing cash flows allows you to forecast and look at how you can grow your company um, financially, but also whether or not it's the right time to add a product or a service, right? So you can create forecasts for your business cash flow and then easily measure um, it with looking at how it would help your business. And remember, you always have to do um, the outflow. So for every time something comes in, even if you're forecasting, you got to always look at what's going to leave out as a, as a result of, of, of that cash coming in. How much money is it going to cost to service that client? Okay? Very, very important. The other thing that I think is key is if you're in a service business, you've really got to get used to doing invoices and ensure that they are paid on time. Now, invoicing is very easy these days, whether you have a PayPal account, a Square account, a Stripe account. They, they are very easy. They, this invoicing service all comes with PayPal, Stripe, uh, and Square, uh, accounts that don't cost you anything to get set up or started, right? So the way you can turn invisible money into tangible funds is having, okay, your cash flow to allow a smooth transition into the inflow by writing invoices, giving people invoices and giving them a deadline to pay the money. Most invoices should be due upon receipt, but then you have some invoices for clients that you can trust that may be payable within seven days, okay? Very, very important. Invoices allow you to make better decisions in regard to your business. It allows you to know what kind of money you have coming in. It allows you to be able to decipher when you're able to expand your business or if you need to downsize, right, because of the money that you know is going to come in. And you will be able to make long and short-term goals based on um, the forecast of the invoices, money that has yet to come in, but you are servicing those clients already and they are responsible for paying. Now, I do want to say to you also, though, is that I think you have to be very strict with invoices. I think that if somebody doesn't pay you upon receipt or when it's due, I think you have to have a penalty implement it with your invoices, meaning, you know, it will go up 10% for every, you know, three days that it's late. You get to make that decision. This is just an example that I'm giving, but you get to make that decision, okay? Uh, very, very important. The other thing that invoices help you to do as well is that it is paper proof that you are doing business. Again, I'm going to say it again, it's paper proof that you are doing business. It's proof to the IRS that you are actually in business and doing business. So this is why providing receipts to your customers and clients is important, and also giving invoices out is so very, very important, okay? Very, very key. And when you've automated it in a system like Stripe, PayPal, um, you know, or Square, or you you basically have provided them with some type of receipt through your merchant account, um, then what happens is, is that it's proof. It's proof that you can justify the cost of being in business, of certain things that you say you've purchased to, to service 
do a final service to your customers or your clients. So this is this is something that you need to understand. It's all about a paper trail. Can I just say that? It is all about a paper trail. When you're in business, you definitely have to make sure that you have a paper trail leading to the fact that you have serviced a certain number of clients or sold a number of products, and you have the paper trail to actually prove it. So very, very important to do this, okay? The one last thing I want to say about invoices that I think that you should know and understand is that invoices also help you to protect your business relationship with your investors, your suppliers, your customers, your clients, because um, it it puts you both on the same level of communication. They know they owe you the amount that you owe them, that they owe you. You know the amount they owe you, and so there's no discrepancy as to the fact that they owe you money. Okay, this is very very key. Uh, I've had clients to ask me, "Hey, I've got a customer who they owe me, you know, uh, eight hundred dollars." You know, can I take them to court or should I take them to court? And I always say, listen, if it's anything under uh, $2,500 or under, if you get an attorney, uh, an attorney, you're going to pay the attorney all of that $2,500 and then some trying to get the money from them. And even though sometimes they may be responsible for paying the attorney, if they didn't have the money to pay you, you're actually going that money. Even if you garnish wages, do you want to take it that far? So the key is to work out a payment plan and let them know you'll be able to service them with a product or service until they get caught up or find out what's going on. Show concern uh, with that other person. Now, of course, if you don't get any phone calls or anything like that, you actually can go to small claims court. Um, on anything $3,000 or more, I believe you can go to small claims court in most states. But for people who owe you anything under $3,000, you are going to have to work hard to get them to actually pay you. When you're in a service business, there are things that you can do, such as cut off services, um, such as, you know, if they are belonging to a membership, such as cut off membership, you know, um, write them um, a letter. Uh, of dissatisfaction, letting them know how disappointed you are, uh, that they are not responding, that you may be able to help them and how it's important to have communication. So there are all kinds of things that you can actually do when people owe you, right? But when you don't have the paper proof that they owe you, I can tell you right now, unless they get in front of a judge and say that they owe you that amount, without paper proof, you can forget it a judge will throw it out. You can absolutely forget it without paper proof, you know. Now, the only other way is that you have emails and different things like that, uh, conversations going back and forth relating to, and you have the original quote that you sent and their signature on the quote. But to be honest with you, it's very difficult when there's been no invoicing going on, right? And this is why being a professional business owner um, that you have to make sure that your foundation is set, you have to make sure that you're being the proper CEO for your company and making sure that all of these things are actually put in place. You'll be grateful for them uh, one day because 
no business is perfect. No person is perfect. And trust me, you're going to have, you stay in business long enough, you're going to have issues where clients don't want to pay you. You're going to have issues when, um, when clients won't return your phone calls or when they know they owe you. And it's, and it's causing you to have some hardship, right? You know, you take the fact that you've got 10 clients who you invoice every month and each of them owe you, you know, $1,500 and only two of them are paying you and the others tend to pay you whenever they want, that wrecks havoc all over the place. Uh, I know because I've been, it's been there, done that for me. I've, it's happened to me before. And I had, to have, I had to change my whole system and my whole strategy for the way I did things. And so, again, we have to pay attention to that. So I've given you guys some food for thought, some good information on understanding the cash flow, what it is. I've told you uh, all about you know, so once you know about the three types of cash flow, cash flow from operations, cash flow from investments, cash flow from financing, I then went into sharing with you about keeping good records, liquidating assets or eliminating those recurring expenses that you don't need, um, reviewing, creating, and forecasting uh, your expenses. I've shared all of those things to you and then supervised statements such as uh, quotes, invoices, receipts, all of those things are, are all a part of it. Now you can see and understand, okay? Now you can see and understand why the cash flow should be your best friend, okay? Now you know the benefits of the cash flow and why it is so important for you to always prepare your cash flow, always have a way that you pay attention to your money and know how it's going in and out. I don't care if I get $30 a week. I want to know what I'm spending the money on, right? And the other thing I was going to say to all of you as well is I have set um, a budget, this type of budget. I have a percentage budget. It's like I only want to spend a certain percent of all of the cash coming through uh, uh, on my business. And so I'm a service company, and that allows me to really do that because service businesses have a lower outflow of cash than product businesses do, okay? You have a product you're selling for $100, right? But you don't get to keep all of that $100 because out of that $100, you know, you may be spending 30 to 40 wholesale to, to have that product, and then there may be additional fees that you're having to pay to ship that product, and then you may be paying uh, warehouse space to house that product. So there's a lot of things that go into that if you're the originator of the product itself, okay? And so that is why, um, you know, product businesses have to be even more meticulous on bookkeeping and making sure that they understand the numbers of a product. As a matter of fact, I just had a client, she um, created a journal, you know, and she wanted to print the journals out and sell those journals. Uh, and she really wanted it to be quality. And, you know, she ended up, she only wanted to sell the, uh, her first round, she wanted to sell those journals 
for $19.99. But after she did her cash flow, she realized that she had to raise the prices on the journal if she was going to just break even. And then from breaking even, she realized I've got to raise it up even more if I'm going to make some income from it for me and for the business, right? And so, again, these are the kinds of things that you have to think about and that a cash flow will help you to do. So if you are trying to make a decision on whether you should add a new service or a new product to your business, you, to the cash flow, you should be going, right? Now, I promised I would share uh, with you as to whether or not um, I hold on. Let me just take a look. I still have it. Okay, so I promised you I would share with you the cash flow template. So I'm going to tell you how we're going to do this. Okay, I'm going to put the cash flow template, which is a Google Sheet. I'm going to put that, and I'm going to put the actual instructions for the cash flow. I'm going to put it in the Crown community. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it in the Crown community. And so you have to join the Crown community in order to get it. Would you not say that's a fair exchange, right? So I'm going to put it in the Crown community. Again, if you're already in the Crown community, you can look in the menu. If you're on your computer desktop, you can look in the community, the, um, the menu and I want you to look up under channels, and it says um, build your empire. And you can look and build your empire, and I will have the cash flow, a link to the cash flow spreadsheet, and also I'll have a link to the instructions, okay, just for you. That's a part of being at Successful Woman Radio. There are certain things that our paid members get, but sometimes I want to share things with the listening audience. So if you're listening, then you get to reap the benefit of getting a copy of the cash flow spreadsheet along with the instructions. So if you're not a member of the community yet, go to community.womenaboutbiz.net and you can be able to find the cash flow you don't get. So if you go to Building Your Empire, you can look at resources, and under resources, you'll have the cash flow, okay? So that's all I have for today, Queens. I hope that you are in this month of the new month of January. I hope that you are strategizing. I hope that you're trying to get yourself in a mode of proactivity. I hope that you're scheduling enough time on your calendar every day for planning as the CEO, okay? I hope that all of that is going on. Know that I love you. Know that I'm so excited for you for this year, for you to accomplish all of your visions and the things that you want in your life in business. At this time, I'd like to go into closing prayer to bless your life, bless your business for this week. Heavenly Father, I come to you, first of all, thank you for allowing us to wake up, Father, to just wake up today. Ooh, thank you, Lord. We are able to just take deep breaths and breathe in all of this wonderful oxygen that, that regenerates and replenishes our bodies, and we thank you for that. Father, at this time, I ask you for prayer for our health, for our wellness, Lord. I ask you to not allow us to be hard-headed when it comes to our health, but to do the things that we need to be doing for ourselves, dear Lord, so that we set ourselves as good examples of 
the queens of our empire, dear Lord, that other queens will follow suit, Lord. Father, at this time, I also ask you to allow us to be the type of queens of our empires where we are um, appreciating the money that flows in and out of our businesses, that we are multiplying the money, Lord, and not spending spending it foolishly. Lord, I ask you to help us to understand how to bring more money into the empire, Lord, how to bring more money into the empire, Father, so that we can then begin to plan and begin to make even more money with that, dear Lord. Father, we claim abundance, dear Lord. In the name of Jesus, we claim abundance, dear Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we know that the treasure has already been laid up not only in heaven, but also here on earth for us, Lord, we claim it, dear Lord. We claim that. And Father, also, I want to ask special prayers for those women who are in business where they're going through some type of stress or depression because their businesses aren't doing well at this time, dear Lord. They don't know which way to turn, dear Lord. Father, I ask that you allow them to find me, Queen Trina, dear Lord, so that I can help them, dear Lord, so that I can give them those resources that they so need, Lord. I ask this in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, and I ask you, Father, to wrap your loving arms and warmth around them, to be with them, and to let them know, Father, send other people who can help them as well. Lord, I ask for a special blessing, Father, over all of the businesses that women have started, dear Lord, Father, that they will serve as a living testimony and example for you. Father, let us not be procrastinators, but let us be action takers. Father. Let us not walk in fear, but Father, let us walk in courage, dear Lord. Father, let us not miss opportunities, Father, simply because of our own stubbornness, because of our own ways, dear Lord. And Father, let us bless the lives of one another. Let us share with one another, dear Lord. Let us celebrate, Lord. Let us know that other women, other queens out there deserve to be recognized and appreciated just for who they are, dear Lord. Lord, let us not prejudge, Lord. Let us not judge the cover in such a way, Lord, that it causes us to have bias or prejudice against another queen, dear Lord. But let us take our times, dear Lord. And Lord, when we have opportunities that come our way, when we want to do new things in our business, let us have the courage and the understanding, Lord, to know that you created math. You created the numbers and the numbers will never lie. Therefore, Lord, let us hang tight to the cash flow, dear Lord. Let us be good CEOs. Let us be good leaders. It is in Christ's name. I pray all of these things. Amen. Last but not least, dear queens, I want you to have a productive and abundant week. I want you to be structured in proper order and remember the hierarchy of manifestation and getting things done. It starts with vision, set goals to the vision, set dates and timelines to the goals, and then set tasks, and you are on your way to making it happen for this year. Take care. Love all of you, and I look forward to next Monday at 12 noon. Bye-bye, everyone.